This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Empowered to do great works. Uh, that we are empowered to do greater works. Uh, that we have seen already that uh, Luke wrote two books, the Gospel according to Luke and also the book of Acts. Both of them, somebody said that it's one book, two volumes, uh, and so, uh, or two books of the same volume. In other words, it's, it's just a continuation. Now, we have seen that in the book of Luke, Luke was showing that Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit, and he went about doing great works, and he's mirroring that in the book of Acts, that the same Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus and that empowered him to do greater works in the book of Luke, it's the same anointing that anointed, the same Holy Spirit that anointed disciples and apostles, and they went about doing greater works. And so my point is, it is the same anointing, the same Holy Spirit that has anointed you and I. So meaning that uh, this, since it is the same anointing, we will even do greater works because it is not of us, but it's of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit working through us. And so that's why we so much need the Holy Spirit in our lives. And... Uh, and, and I know that even in these critical times where things are happening, that the Holy Spirit will help us and guide us. The Holy Spirit will be there for us. Now, God willing, uh, to, uh, next Sunday morning, I will be starting a new series. And uh, what is bubbling in my spirit is about whatever he tells you to do, do it. Yeah, so... Uh, probably I'll be sharing on that, and I believe that it's going to be so powerful. But tonight, we are seeing here that uh, God is showing us through the book of Acts that the same Holy Spirit that was upon Jesus, that was upon apostles, that was upon believers, is the same Holy Spirit who is upon us. And the same Holy Spirit who is upon us will empower us to do greater works. That we will do greater works because we are living and we are operating by the same Holy Spirit. You need to know that it is not of self. It is not of your ability. Never rely on your ability. And never rely on the natural uh, things that are out there, the physical things. You see, you are not protected simply because you're wearing a mask. You're not protected simply because you are social distancing. You're not protected simply because uh, you have sanitized. You're not protected simply because you are doing all those things. You're protected because the anointing of God is upon your life. You're overcoming every virus and disease that is dying simply because the anointing and the power of God is upon your life. You know, yes, we need to take care 
of the natural, you know, even as we do whatever uh, will help us to stay strong and to stay healthy and to stay protected, you know, uh, it's good. But we know that there is the super power of the Holy Spirit that it's working in our lives. We look beyond the natural. We look beyond what we are capable of doing. And we look unto the Holy Spirit. Now, if Jesus said to his disciples that don't leave Jerusalem until you are empowered, until you are enjoyed with power, if Jesus saw importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples, that he told them that stay put until such day that you are baptized by the Holy Spirit, you are filled by the power of the Holy Spirit. If Jesus saw that important, that importance, then definitely it is important also today uh, that we are empowered, that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we go out there by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we should not be afraid, we should not be scared, because the power of God is upon us. Somebody said that pastors now should, and there's a clip that has been going on, uh, that pastors need to take care of themselves because they are dying. You know, there are so many pastors that are dying, and the clip is saying that now uh, members need to be responsible now and start to bury their own instead of always inviting pastors. And, and I said to myself that I'm not one of those pastors, you know, because I'm not scared and I will never retreat preaching and doing the work of God simply because there is danger out there. Yes, there might be danger, but there is even bigger anointing and power of God that I believe in that every virus that touches my body dies instantly, that I will never allow fear to dominate my life, you know, but that I will believe in the power and the resurrection of the anointing of God, that when every uh, church member needs my encouragement, needs me to go there and be by their side, that I will be there, and irrespective of the situation, because I believe in the power of God, because I believe in the anointing and the grace of God in Jesus' name. So, uh, we need to, and, and this anointing is not only depending upon, uh, you know, it's not only upon pastors or uh, church leaders, but it's upon every believer, you know, that every believer can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. That every believer can believe and trust God for the supernatural in their lives and that the supernatural will manifest in your life. It does not matter where you are. If you believe in the Lord, if you believe in the power of God, the power of God will manifest in your life you know, that wherever you go, you will carry the anointing and the anointing will just saturate the place and just like they say, you disinfect, you know, the place or fumigate the place, I believe that the anointing of God upon your life will be so strong that when you get into a place that is uh, full of viruses and bacteria, that the anointing will fumigate that place 
in the name of Jesus that the power of God will work. I believe in the power of God. I don't believe in, you know, what can be limited by the natural means, but I believe in the supernatural power of God because that's what the Bible told us. That's what Jesus gave his disciples. He said that don't live until you are endured with power of the Holy Spirit. He says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and even in the uttermost parts of the earth. We will be witnesses because we are carrying the power of God. I believe that even if you're working, maybe as a frontliner, you're, you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you know, you are a paramedic, or you are out there working with people, I believe that you need to uh, trust and believe in the power and the grace of God and the anointing of God upon your line, that when you go out there with that power, that every virus that touches your body will die because you, when you carry the power of the Holy Spirit, you are fumigating uh, that hospital, you are fumigating that place, you are fumigating that shop, you are fumigating that uh, workplace because of the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is what we are trusting, that's what we are believing, that's what we are relying on, even as children of God. And so I'm so excited about the power of God in our lives, that no evil shall befall us, no plague shall come near our dwelling place, and I declare and decree and confess over your life that no evil shall come upon you, no evil shall befall you, no plague shall come near your dwelling place, and that every virus that comes near your dwelling place dies instantly in Jesus' name, that you are the healed of the Lord, that you are rising up strong and healthy by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. The anointing and the grace of God is there upon your life in Jesus' name. I speak life upon your life. I speak life that you are alive, that you will live and not die to declare the praises of God, that every death is bound in Jesus' name. It has no authority over your life in any way in the name of Jesus Christ, that the life of God is flowing in your life, that every bacteria is dying when it comes into contact with you in the name of Jesus Christ, that the power of God is resurrecting you. It is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that dwells in you. And he shall quicken your mortal body. And whatever your body is experiencing right now, the power of God is coming through and the power of God is healing and bringing health unto your body, unto your life, unto your system in Jesus' name. And that every cell is receiving the life of God, that every tissue of your body is receiving the life of God. I declare that fear, doubt, and confusion, it's leaving your body. Your mind is delivered from the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus Christ. That any confusion of the enemy, it's never your portion in Jesus' name. I declare then, because the Bible says so, in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Oh, I'm so excited about the ability and the power of God. What exciting times we are living in today. You know, what great times that we are living in today where we can see literally the power of God working in our lives, where we can see literally the anointing and the grace of God upon our lives. And so we see here, Luke, uh, Luke says in the book of Luke uh, that the anointing came upon Jesus and anointed Jesus and Jesus went about and doing great things. Yeah, and in the book of Acts it says the anointing, the same Holy Spirit came upon the dis uh, disciples and the apostles and they went about doing great works. Now, you might be thinking that it was only apostles. You see, in the beginning, we see that uh, much work was left to the apostles. You know, even when they prayed, like we saw in, in Acts chapter 4, they prayed that, God, uh, may you strengthen the hands of the apostles, you know, that through their hands they will go out and do great works. Yeah, and so I guess that their faith was on that. But you know, it was, it was supposed to go beyond the apostles. You know, that it was now had to go with other believers. And I believe that over time they realized that, hey, this anointing is not only upon apostles, but it's upon every believer. And that believers can go out there and minister by the power of the Holy Spirit and that the anointing and the grace of God will still work. And so I want us today to look at uh, Acts chapter 6, and we will start reading from verse 1. Acts chapter 6, uh, it's a great scripture, and we will also look at that how other people were anointed of the Holy Spirit and of the power of the anointing. Now, in these days, when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in their daily distribution. And the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples. In other words, everybody was gathered, the full number, the whole church. And they said to them, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. You know, it's good to serve tables, but it's not good that the fivefold ministry would neglect, uh, give up the preaching of the word uh, in order to serve tables. As much as serving tables is important, but you know, those are people that are called, there are people that are called that would do a great job. And, and, and that's what they were saying. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute. Now, I want you to look at the criteria that they used to choose these people. They wanted seven people, seven men. And these men uh, would be of good repute. In other words, they would be having a good testimony. You know, there won't be scandals about their lives, but they would be of good repute. And number two, they would be full of the spirit you know, and of wisdom. 
And so that these people would be full of the Spirit and they would be full of the wisdom of God. And he says, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote, we 12 apostles will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the way. You see, as much as saving tables is important, uh, uh, the weight and prayer was critical for the whole church, for the bigger church. You know, it's just like you're in an aeroplane and uh, you're saying, you know, you're a pilot, you're sitting there and people around you, they need to be served uh, food. And you, can't, you can't get out of your seat uh, of a pilot. Uh, while the plane is flying, to go and serve food. Yeah. People will eat and they will enjoy food. Uh, but one thing for sure, everybody will go down. You know? So that's what it is. Uh, that there are some critical positions that we cannot leave them unattended to. And one of them, and they state here that it is the preaching of the word and it is prayer. You see, when there is a challenge in the body of Christ, you know, when there is a challenge like in the church or so on, I make sure that I don't forsake. As a pilot, I don't forsake my position. You know, maybe as a leader of God's tabernacle Christian family church, that I don't forsake my position. And my position is to seek God, you know, so that... Through the direction of God, God can help us to pilot us out of uh, this situation. You know, and so prayer and reading the word, you know, and preaching the word of God. You see, that is why I like coming, you know, leading prayers myself. Uh, because uh, that is what is important. When there is a challenge out there, I need to be forefront in leading prayer, making sure that... We are praying because that is critical. And number two, to be bringing the way, that will be giving you direction. You know, as a child of God, that in such situation, where is the Lord leading us? What should you be doing? And so forth. And so, and then other things, you know, other people can do, you know, which are very much capable to be doing. You know, as I say, that the pilot cannot leave his sit the cockpit and go and serve food you know, because the whole plane will go down. You know, as much as saving food, it's important. As much as people need to be fair, you know, uh, but the pilot needs to make sure that he steer the plane into the right direction that we reach our destination. You know, how, what do you think? To be full and not reach your destination or to be hungry but reach your destination. Which one do you think is better? You know, obviously, the second one will be better. So here, the apostles were saying, we need to reach the destination. And so we, we will, you know, we will, we will, we will uh, serve everybody. Yeah, people that are hungry will be fed. Yeah, uh, but how we're going to do it is choose people. Yeah. And people must be having a good testimony, number one. Number two, people must be uh, also prayerful people, people that are full of the Holy Spirit. You know? And number three, people 
who are full of the wisdom of God. He says that those are the people that would be there saving tables. Now, if saving tables would require anointing and the power of God, and that shows that the power of God can work in saving tables, you know, making sure that they distribute well. You know, you had your Joko tea, you know, have uh, your Nestle, you know, have your uh, whatever, Millie Mill, you know, and so forth. You need the wisdom, you need the power. The power will work also there. Now, if he can work in such things, in distributing and making sure that people are taken care of, don't you think that the same anointing will work in your situation, whatever you are facing? Definitely it will work. And so, and he says that, but we will give ourselves to the ministry, to ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And verse 5 says, And what they said pleased the whole gathering. And they chose Steve, uh, Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Pocarus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, and Nicholas, and a proselyte of Antioch. These they said before the apostles. They prayed and laid their hands on them. I want you to see here that these people will be, you know, these are people who will be distributing joko tea, you know, uh, sugar, and distributing uh, also, millimil, you know, I don't know if it was Ace or it was Iwisa, but these are the people who will be doing that. Yeah, but for that job, just think about it, for that job, they laid hands upon them. Yeah, it was not just, oh, it is a job, but they knew that the Holy Spirit, yeah, already they, these people have got good reputation, these people have anointed by the Holy Spirit, and these people are uh, having the wisdom of God. That's why they were chosen. But they still prayed over them. They laid their hands upon them. Now, the laying of the hands is the releasing of the anointing. And it is what we need. And that is why the devil is so upset that even stop uh, uh, the church from gathering and from uh, the lands being uh, late, but you know what? Uh, the, the laying of hands releases the power and the anointing of God. Now, if the power can be released by the laying on of hands to distribute joko and sugar and iwisa or ace millimil, definitely the power, the laying on of hands will be released to a release, you know, will be laid, you know, to release the anointing to break and destroy coronavirus and, you know, shortness of breath, that it will be destroyed and every power of darkness will be destroyed. The laying on of hands will do that. You know, I believe that when I lay my hands on the sick, you know, the sickness is not so powerful to come into me, but I believe that the anointing of God upon my life you know, will go and touch the sickness and that sickness will depart. Yeah, and that's what we need to be believing as children of God. And so the Bible says they laid hands upon them. And, and 
you know, and, and, uh, and prayed for them. Verse 7, And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied, and greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to their faith. You know, that uh, these people were anointed of God. They were not just caretakers, you know, but they were anointed of the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 8. And Stephen, one of them, eh, full of the grace and power. Uh, he was not half full. He was not empty. He was not in reserve of the grace and the power of God. But he was full. You know, the tank of the Holy the tank of uh, uh, his spiritual tank was full, full. You know, you know, the tank was full. It was so full. It was full of grace and power. You know, and was doing great wonders. Look yet. He was, he was, this was the person who was meeting people, distributing joko, distributing, you know, uh, chamomile tea, distributing uh, sugar, you know, and uh, iwisa and rice. You know, now he was there with people. Now, as he was seeing people, you know, Hekulana or some widows, they are food parcel, you know, that there is this person, you know, but the power was working through him. Remember, he was not an apostle, you know, but he was anointed, you know, he, look here, this is what is happening. And he says that he was doing great wonders. You see, wonders will happen where the need is. That's why it's not time to, re, uh, uh, to, to go back and say, oh, it's dangerous out there. Miracles will happen where it's dangerous. You know, we go out there with the power and the anointing of God. That's what the Bible says. He was doing great wonders and signs among the people, because he was distributing, you know, with the people. Maybe a, a widow would come and say, the temperature is high, and he would go there and, and, and pray for that child. You know, I'm just imagining here. But that's exactly uh, 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 more or less what was happening. You know, that right where people are, where needs were, that the power of God was flowing through him. You know, even though he was not an apostle, he was not, he was just a servant. You know, an usher, we can put it this way. He was an usher. You know, and, and I pray that we would have such ushers. Ushers that are full of the anointing and the power of God and the glory of God upon their lives. You know, that they will lay hands on the sick and the sick recover. That they would not just refer people to the pastors, but wherever they are, they would believe in the power that they carry, you know, and go and minister with that power. Yeah. And so wonders, he was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Yeah. And this caught the attention of the religious leaders. Yeah. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freemen, as it was called, and of the 
Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and of those from Cilicia and Asia rose up and disputed with Stephen and they challenged him. Yeah. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. See, the power was manifesting in many ways. It was not only in miracles, signs and wonders, but also in wisdom. And they could not withstand. Remember, uh, uh, Stephen had not gone to Bible college, but they had learned. Uh, they were religious leaders. They had gone to uh, schools and they have uh, all the knowledge that they have studied. Uh, but the wisdom brought the difference. You know, that when he came up, they could not stand up against the wisdom that he spoke with. Uh, that then they decided. You see, when they are defeated, they will now come up with schemes. Then they secretly instigated men who said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. You see, when people do character assassination is because they are afraid of you. Yeah. That's the natural thing. You know, that when they cannot uh, stand uh, the facts and the wisdom that you carry, the best thing that they would do, they would try to do character assassination or you know, come up with stories. You know, no, we're not playing the many, we're playing the ball. You know, and that is where they were defeated. You see, they had all the knowledge, but they did not have the power of God working in our lives. And that is why Paul says to the Corinthians, when I came to you, I did not come with wisdom of men, you know, eloquent words, speaking, you know, wisdom of men, but I came in demonstration with, of the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we need in our lives, to demonstrate the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so they came up to with trump up uh, charges against him that, oh, he was blaspheming uh, Moses and he was blaspheming God. And they stirred up the people, you know, and elders and the scribes, and they came up upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, this man never ceased to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the custom that Moses delivered to us. You know, just trumped up charges that they brought against Stephen. But look at this, which is what I love. Look at verse 15. I mean, it's so powerful. He says, and gazing at him. You see, they were speaking all those lies. But when they looked at him, gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Yeah. They, could, they could not dispute that. You know, that this man, I mean, is shining. And his face, it's like a face of an angel. You know, that, yes, we are speaking against him. You know, we are saying all these things. But what we see, when we look at him, his face is like a face of an angel. You know, they were seeing the power 
of God working right there. You know, that the power of God was working. And so, uh, what we see here is that, you know, the anointing will always manifest in your life. And don't be scared of uh, uh, facing challenges because you carry the anointing. And the anointing will manifest. And so when, uh, 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 when Jesus said that I will never leave you and forsake you, that is true. He never left Stephen. He was with Stephen. Even when they came up with those ideas that the power of God was evident, that when they looked at him, they saw that this is like the face of an angel because of the power of God upon their lives. You know, in chapter 7, we read of how he stood up, how he ministered to them, and that they lacked words. They even closed their ears and went and, uh, you know, to stone him because they could not challenge him. You know, and that is the power of God that I believe all of us, we should be having, you know, and uh, in verse 55 of Acts chapter 7, it says, you know, now this is uh, verse 54, let's start with verse 54, when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him, but he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and he said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. You know, and they stoned him. And, uh, but the power of God was there upon him. So he was the, <coughs> excuse me, the first one that we see, Stephen, who was chosen. The second one that we see, it's Philip, you know, that he was also full of the Holy Spirit. Now, let's read about Philip in chapter 8, Acts chapter 8. And we see here that these are ordinary men, but they were empowered by God. Yeah. And uh, Acts 8 verse 4. Now, those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaim to them the Christ. Now he has, I guess that he had left, now he has raised up people who will be distributing food, and so he went forth to go and preach the gospel. You know, he went to Samaria, and the cows with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip. You know, when they heard him and saw signs that he did, the supernatural working in these ordinary people, you know, Philip and Stephen. He says they saw, they looked at him and saw that he did signs. You know, uh, he did miracles. He performed miracles. Miracles were happening through his life. He says, for unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them. And many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Yeah. So, unclean spirit came out with a loud voice. Yeah. And many people who were paralyzed or lame 
were healed. Yeah, and there was much joy in that city. Yeah, so we see here that you know, there was a great miracle happening. Right? There was a great revival. The whole city of Samaria was turned to God uh, because they saw the evidence of the anointing and the power of God. I pray that your whole area where you're working, your whole department will turn to God as they see the power of God manifesting in your wisdom, manifesting in signs and wonders, you know, that people will know when they are in trouble, they will know who to go to because they know that the power of God is there. And right in the middle of this great revival, God took him out. And uh, the angel of the Lord, verse 8, Acts 8, verse 26, I'm sorry, verse 26. Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert. You know, uh, the way they trusted and believed in the Holy Spirit, they knew when the Holy Spirit leads, they would follow. Even though it does not make sense, they will do it. And so he knew that this road, it's just going into, and it's a desert place. You know, but he followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. And he arose and went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated on his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join his chariot. The Holy Spirit. So we can see that he was always in tune and in touch with the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit spoke, he, he followed the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, and he went and jumped into a chariot, or rather, he ran alongside the chariot, and then he asked the, the eunuch, do you understand what you're reading? And the eunuch said that, how can I understand? Unless someone explains to me, you know, and uh, the story, uh, the rest of the story is his, his history. He went in, he explained to him, he preached Jesus out of the book of Isaiah. He preached Jesus unto him. And what happened? Uh, he was baptized. And look at after he came out of water. Yeah. And verse 39 Acts 8, verse 39. And when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. Eh? The Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. Let me tell you, we're living in times whereby the Holy Spirit will carry you, you know, to another place. People will say, oh, you know, but he was here and you won't be there. You know, because the anointing and the power and the, and, and the grace and the Spirit of God will be so strong, you know, and it will carry you, will move you around. Now, if the anointing could move him around, don't you think that the anointing would protect you against evil? Definitely he will. The same Spirit is the same Spirit that you are having as a child of God, that Philip had. And that Spirit carried him away. And I believe that the same anointing 
will be upon you and he will protect you and guide you. Yeah. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus. And as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Now that is the power of God that we are talking about. Child of God, that is the power that God wants you to have as his child. That is the power that God wants you to operate in. I pray that that power would come upon your life. That power would touch your life. That power would manifest in your life. That power will be great in your life. I pray that the anointing and the power of God would be there and help you in every situation, wherever you are, wherever you work, that the power and the anointing of God will always carry you through. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the anointing will always be there upon your life. In Jesus' name. You will not go down, but you will go up. You will not die, but you will live to declare the praises of the Lord. In Jesus' name. I pray that all will go well with you, with your business, with your work, with your family. All will go well with you. I pray that this week will be a glorious week for you. This week will be an anointed week for you. That you will not share bad news. You will share good news about the goodness of the Lord in your life, in your family, the grace of God upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that it will always go well with you. And it will go well with you in Jesus' name. So thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Even as we have heard and been ministered to by the Lord. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.